this is Grant Bartley from uh, Philosophy Now magazine, and you're listening to the Philosophy Now radio show. I'm here today with Pete Worley, who's the founder of the Philosophy Foundation, which was formerly the Philosophy Shop, and the author of The If Machine, and he teaches primary school children and, and uh, some older children uh, philosophy in schools. So I thought it'd be a great idea to have a live philosophy lesson. And we've got uh, a whole bunch of kids from uh, Blackheath All Saints Primary School, and uh, Pete's going to introduce them, and then he's going to get on with the lesson. So if you'd like to come and do your thing, Pete. Great. So let's see. Who have we got here? Would you like to each say your name? George. 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 We've got two Georges. Heather. Heather. Ellie. Ellie. Max. Max. Jack. Jack. Luke, Carter. Charlotte. Max. Luke. Carter. And Charlotte. All from. All Saints. All Saints Primary School in. Blackheath. Blackheath. Great. And today you've come along to do some philosophy. Hooray! Hooray! So I thought what we'd do is we would just do a session as normal as we do in the classroom. So you can all see in front of you, I've put on the floor... I've put on the, on the floor, in front of you all for you all to see, something I call per- pencil person. OK, so there's a, a book in the middle for a body. There are four pencils sticking out the side to form two legs and two arms, and there's a ball to make a head. So, I thought, very first of all, I'll ask you a very simple question. We shall see how simple it is. How many things are there? How many things are there on the floor in front of you? So, I think what we're going to do is we're going to have just one minute, very short minute, talking to the person next to you about the question. So how many things are there? Turn to the person next to you and have just a minute to talk to each other about it. OK, and while they're talking, we can, we can say a bit about it, I guess, Pete. Um, what's, the purpose, what's the purpose of this uh, interlude that you give the kids? Uh, this gives them an opportunity to sound out their ideas with the person next to them and to maybe agree or disagree with each other. Okay. Which gets them to start, start the sort of thinking process wrong. Oh, uh, backing up a bit, um, how old are these kids in, in, that you've got in this group today? Well, we've got some from year, mostly, I think they're year four and year five. Which is what in English? So, in normal terms, that would be year four is eight and nine. Okay. And year five is nine and ten. Okay, and you find that they're good at philosophy, or what do you think? What do you think? Oh, certainly, um, for their age, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're really good at it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, and now, so we're going to get into a, an ancient dispute about the one and the many, something like that? Well, we shall see. Okay. We shall see what we get into. All right. That's the point. It's very difficult to know where it's going to go until you've started. Okay. So, at the moment, the kids are discussing right. the problem. Can we be heard? Yeah. Um, right, so how many things are here? We've got a pencil person in the middle of the room. How many things are here? Who's going to start us off? Let's start over here with... It's Jack, isn't it? Yep. Well, I think there's thousands. Because you, if you put together all the atoms and molecules, that makes thousands. Thank you very much, Jack. Now, what might be really fun is to see how many different answers we can find to this to begin with. 
So, to anybody who's got a different answer to Jack, would like to say something? Heather. I think there's one thing, because um, if they're all put together, they equal one thing. They're all put together, they equal one thing. Now, guys, do you remember the rules of philosophy? If you have something new to say, it's a hand. So if you've got a different answer to the question or something, then it's a hand like that. But if you've got a response to what someone else has said, maybe you disagree with what someone said. Maybe you're puzzled by what someone said. Or maybe you'd like to agree with them and add something to it. In which case, put up a finger. Okay, so a finger for a response and a hand for a new idea. So are there any fingers to what we've heard so far? Charlotte. Well, there's six different items on the floor, so that kind of counts as six different things, not one thing. And why is that? Why does it count as six different things and not one thing? Because it's kind of one thing, it's like the ball I'm holding, but all those are different things. Let me just re-describe the situation for the listeners at home. We've got basically a representation of a, a figure on the floor made out of pencils and balls and a notepad. And the question is, is there just one thing there or is there a lot of things? And if so, how many things are there? Right, so anybody like to respond to Charlotte's idea? She said something. So anybody who'd like to respond to Charlotte? So hands up only if you're going to respond to Charlotte now. Ellie. some wood and we're going to make a house but when you made the house it wouldn't just be wood it would make, it would make a house so if you add lots of things together it make it can make something different charlotte you look like you want to respond back yeah but that's kind of built together to make one thing and that's just quickly being put on the floor or it's they're attached Practically the same thing, though. Practically the same thing, they're still attached together. Thank you, Charlotte. Now let's someone let some of the others come in. So um, it's Max. It really depends if the pencils actually count, because they could be free, and if the pencils are all one thing, one object, or if they're all separate. So that, so there could be six, or they could be three. Thank you very much, George. I think like Max, because, and also you could have one, all of them joined together, so you could have six, three or one. Like, it depends if you take it apart. Right now it's one because it's all joined together, but when it's taken apart, it could be six or three if you count the pencils as one. So it could be more than one answer? Mm-hmm. And is there somebody who's not said Luke? Well, I agree with them because um, if you put... Because all of the pencils, they're all the same colour and they've all got rubbers. And um, if when they're like all together, if the question that you're asking is how many different objects there are, then there's only three because all the pencils look exactly the same. Interesting. So the pencils, even though there's four of them, they only count as one thing. Is that right? Yeah. Thank you very much. Now... They don't all look the same, but they cannot always be the same. But because they're not exactly identical, so 
Now, are you talking about... What are you talking about at the moment? It's like how the pen- pencils are, like, look, like, so you can't really say that. So, Luke says that the pencils, even though there's four of them here attached to the to make pencil person, he says the pencils really only count as one, because they're the same. They're not, they're not they're like, exactly everything the same, because some of the pencils are different, some of the pencils are not. Right, so there might be some difference between the pencils. Um, if there is a difference between the pencils, then would the pencils count as one thing, like Luke says, or not? Oh yeah, kind of, yeah, it would. If there was a difference between the pencils, if they were slightly different to each other. Oh no, it wouldn't. Why not? Because nothing really looks the same. Only some things can, and that doesn't look the same. That's interesting. Let's imagine that the pencils are all exactly the same. If they were, then would that mean that those pencils count as one thing? Yes. Or not? Hmm. What do you think? If they looked exactly the same, would the pencils count as one thing? Or not? Yes. Why? Because they're, they're exactly identical. It's quite hard to be like... They would kind of be the same and stuff. Very much, Luke. Do you want to say anything more about that? Yeah, because um, all the pencils—they are all pencils, and if they're all pencils, then they're all the same because they're all pencils. Thank you very much, Luke. Uh, so, someone who's not said anything yet. Another one of our Georges. Um. Well, they might count those four things because they're all four separate objects. Could you explain what you mean? Because they're all separate. They're not like all one thing drawn together. Because if, say they were in a packet of four, uh, then there would be one thing, because in the packet as well. But there, they're all, they're not joined together. So they're not like exactly one thing. So they're four different things, because it's four pencils. So you're talking about the pencils. If all the four pencils were joined together, then it'd be one thing. If they're not, then they would be. Now, what do you think about Luke's idea? He suggested that just because they're all pencils, and they all look the same, then they count as one thing. Um, well, say you had two... Say you had two, um... Say you had two pencils like that, that look exactly the same. Okay. But one was used by somebody in Norway one was used by somebody in England they wouldn't count as one thing because if you if you if they both came to say Denmark and they put their pencils down on the floor they wouldn't count as one thing thank you very much very much indeed right so hands up anybody who's got anything to say um, a hand for a new idea and a finger if you've got a response to what someone's already said so far so, Ellie, you've got our fingers. Who are you responding to? Um, I'm responding to Jack. Um, if it's thousands, um, and your question was how many ob- different objects? Different things. I think I said, how many things are here? Um, well, one thing for that. Well, how can it be thousands? Because um, molecules and all the atoms um, are... So that's only two. That's two. That only adds two. 
Thank you very much. Question for you, Jack. Are you going to respond to that? Well, an atom or a molecule is sort of an object. So, um, that probably means there are thousands. So, Ellie, what have you got to say about in response? You look like you've still got more to say. I didn't get that. So, can you say that again? Well, a molecule and an atom counts as an object. One object or two objects? <laughs> One object or two objects, Jack? Um, or, or a different number? It's lots of them put together. Um, so that technically means that there are thousands. Um, Can you explain, Jack, what you mean by atom and molecule? Um, lots of atoms put together, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it makes something that makes things. So what's an atom? An atom is a very small thing that you can't actually see. And it can be used to make pencil person. So is it a tiny thing that all these things are made of? Yeah. Wow, so we have an atom, a tiny little thing which all these made things are made of. And how many atoms might there be in pencil person? Zillions? There might be zillions of things. Million, zillions of atoms in our pencil person. So, Ellie, what do you have to say about that? Well, that still doesn't make... One atom isn't one different thing. An atom and a molecule is just... It's just what two different things. So if you think about that, if you said it that way, it wouldn't be thousands, it would be two. And why would it be two? Um, um, because um, you said how many different things. And then he's doing it in, in molecules and atoms. So if we had one atom, how many things would be there? One. If we had two atoms, how many things would be there? One. Still one? Yes, because um, and two atoms are the same thing. So if we had a thousand atoms, how many things would be there? One. Still one? Well, um... Okay, if you've got something to say, go for it, and then we'll come back to George. Yeah. If you put them all together, there would still be a thousand. So if there were a thousand atoms, because they're all one thing, because when someone said there were six things, because there are six separate things, so there are a thousand separate atoms. Thank you, Jack. George, you have to say and then... I disagree with the other George, but I agree with Luke, because, um... Like Luke said, that you would count them as all one thing. Like, if you had a box of Lego and all the Lego pieces were exactly the same and they're brand new, um, you'd say, um, can I, let's play with the Lego. And you wouldn't, like, say, you'd say, let's play with the Lego and count it as one thing. Thank you very much. So, yes, there was Heather and then we're going to come back to Charlotte. I think there's actually four things because the legs could be one thing, the arms could be one thing, the body could be one thing and the head could be one thing. 
So the legs could be different from the arms, even though they're made of pencils. And why is that? Why do you think they're different? Because um, the legs are the same part of the body, but the arms are different to the legs. And why are the arms different to the legs? Because um, your arms are on your body and your legs are on the bottom of your body. I see. Thank you very much. Very much. Charlotte. What Jack said about the atoms, if there's a thousand atoms, but that means then plus the ball, the four pencils and the notepad, that means there's one thousand and six things. So if there's a thousand apple, uh, atoms. atoms, the ball, pencils and the notepad. That means there's one thousand and six things. And why is that? Well, because the atoms all these separate atoms, you count those, and then you count the things that make pencil person, and you add them together, and because there's six things that make pencil person, that means 1,006. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Right, that might be a nice time to take a break. At that, um, that cliffhanger moment, we're going to take a break for a track, and then I'm going to ask... Um, Pete a little bit about what he's doing here and then we're going to carry on with the uh, discussion and we're, we're going to play uh, The Osric Tentacles and the track we're going to play is Kick Muck as soon as uh, we've sorted out the engineering
I'm Grant Bartley from Philosophy Now magazine, and you're listening to the Philosophy Now radio show. I have with me Peter Worley from the Philosophy Foundation and the author of The If Machine, and he's conducting a live philosophy discussion with uh, some of the children of uh, All Saints Primary School in Blackheath. And uh, for those who have been listening to to it so far, you might have a few questions about what's going on. What's your sort of methodology? I I see that you're not particularly guiding the kids in a direction that you think they should go you're letting them sort of develop by themselves is there a reason for that well yeah absolutely i mean um if i start trying to say what i think and and channel the discussion right. in that direction then it's less likely to be fruitful right uh, it's much more likely to be fruitful if you allow them to sort of take the path that they they want yeah and mm. you, know, you don't know where you're going to end up i mean isn't it really tempting just to say oh have you thought about this or have you thought about this or something like that well sometimes it's appropriate to do that okay yeah sometimes it's appropriate to do that but you're minimizing um the extent to which you're interfering with the process yeah so sometimes it's appropriate to to, to bring something in to change the direction or to or to refocus them or give them something more to think about okay. but otherwise it's minimizing that interference yeah that makes sense to me so if you listeners bear that in mind then you'll sort of understand what's going on a bit more I think um, Charlotte said something very interesting before we went into the break about uh, how many things there are. We're, we're talking about objects, and if you've got something that's made out of parts, how many things are there? We've got an example of a, of a made-up man on the floor made out of pencils and stuff, and that's sort of a visual cue, cue that you can't see. But mm, the general question is, how do you... How do you work out how many objects there are or something? Okay, Pete, do you want to carry on with... Indeed. Well, last we we were left with um, Charlotte's point. Now, Charlotte, would you be able to remind us of what it was you said? Well, Jack said that there'll be a thousand atoms in the air, but if there's lots of things on the floor as well, so there's four pencils and a notepad and a ball, then that makes six other things... So Charlotte said just before we went off, off air, she said if there's a thousand atoms there, then there's the ball, the the book, and the four pencils as well. So that would be a thousand and six things, because there are four pencils. Um, now, I wanted to know if there's anybody who disagrees with Charlotte, and there's lots of hands up right now. So we're going to start over here with um, Ellie. Um, so. You can't have 1,006 because um, the atoms and molecules make the pencils. So you're going to either say how many molecules um, there are going to be or how many many, um, things that make it, the molecules make. Thank you very much. Yes, and it's um, it's. On Charlotte's point, it can't be a thousand and six. It has to be seven. No, it has to be six. Because um, all the atoms make one thing, and it'll, it'll still be inside the pencil that will make one thing still. So, if it's inside the pencil, that will be inside the pencil. That'll be one thing. So all the atoms are in the thing, and the book and the thing. So it'll be one thing. So it actually has to be six. Thank you very much. Is anybody here who agrees with Charlotte? Could it be thousand plus the six things? And Heather? Um, I agree with Charlotte because it's another part of the body. 
and it might be inside, but it's still another part of the body, and it's inside the body. So the atoms are, are still another part of it? Yeah. Even though all the, the legs of the body and the head are made from the atoms? Thank you very much. Charlotte, what would you like to say in response to anybody that spoke? I agree with Heather and disagree with Max. Because, like Heather said, they're all inside, so and they're all separate things. And then they build up to make the thing that helps make pencil person. So then it's the stuff inside it and the things that are on the floor. Okay. George. But the stuff inside it counts as part of the thing. So there would be six things if you put it like that. Because you can't have you can't have the atoms and the things. You have to have the atoms all the things, because the atoms are the things basically. They're lots of little bits of the things which make which if you had that and six, you'd make two pencil people. Because all the atoms in one of the pencil people and six in the other pencil person. There's only one. Thank you very much, George. And is there someone we haven't heard from in a while? I haven't heard from you, George. It's the other George. I think it's like... I think it... I don't think it's a thousand things and it's only six or the others like one six or under because then with the atoms like if you had with your arm you wouldn't count it as like a, a billion objects or something you would count it as one because it's an arm and that also it's also like the pencil that's on the arm of the um, pencil man and just you would count it as one thing you wouldn't just say here's a thousand things you would say here's an arm or, so in, so in the end, who do you agree with, anybody? I disagree with Charlotte. Um, okay, now, someone, someone we haven't heard from in a while who has something to say. Stand for a second, I have a question. Oh, go on then, Luke, go on then. I went up then. Well, because the question is how many different things there are. And on the pencils, there's the lead, there's the wood... And there's the metal bit that covers the rubber, and there's the rubber. So there's different things on the pencil. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, I have a question for all of you. If we were to take the atoms away, let's say there's a thousand atoms there. If we take all of those thousand atoms away, what would be left? What would be left? If we took the thousand atoms away, what would be left? Uh, ju just have a moment to talk with the person next to you. Okay, well, uh, while they're talking, I'm going to ask uh, Pete a couple of questions. Uh, Pete, um, what is what is your aim in uh, uh, doing this sort of discussion with kids? What do you hope to develop in them or achieve? Well, I suppose by engaging in a philosophical discussion... They are they are getting to grips with concepts, right? And I think this is a clear, a really good example, actually, of yeah. that. It's seeing how their concept of an object goes and, um, with 
how they quantify something and all these different sort of possibilities. And, um, and of course, with a group of children doing it, you get them starting to sound off different ideas yeah. against each other, well, which an individual child might not do. It's an interesting range of different ideas that's I think right. they've, they've shown. And I think it's that diversity of different ideas which is what's needed for yeah. philosophy. And the, good, the thing about a, a, an academic or an adult philosopher is that they are able to do that on their own yeah. much more easily right. than a child. So as what, what's happening here is the children are... The diversity of ideas comes from the number of children that we have. Yeah. This actually pertains to the discussion, by the way, yeah. if you think about it. Um, okay, yeah. very good. So um, the, the, the number of ideas has got something to do with how many children there are, but what's happening is that each individual child is learning by having it modelled for them how to do philosophy on their own. Okay. So the external process is going to then become internalised in, through You're giving them philosophy to internalise for... Or uh, the process of doing it is being okay. internalised. So they learn to sort of question themselves right. in the same way that the group and is questioning uh, itself. Have you, uh, over children that you've taught for a number of years have you seen this process actually happening I mean have you seen oh indeed indeed I mean a clear sign is when children say things like I'm going to disagree with myself now oh right okay. that's the sort of language that we're listening uh-huh. out for and when children start to use that language you know that there's this is what Socrates called the silent dialogue of right, course okay. the, that discussion within one's own head which sounds out different ideas until eventually um, a judgement is made according to Socrates and when children say I'm going to disagree with myself it's a sign that they're right. starting to get to grips with that process. Okay. Right. I think we've had some very interesting ideas so far, but I think we're going to go on to, with the discussion. I've got a question for you, kids. We're asking how many things there are. What is a thing? How would you define that? What is a thing? Where's this ball thing going? Um, right who, who was first? You were first. A thing is basically an object. But that's just redefining it, giving it a different name. That's not saying what it is. Well, a thing is something that's like... Say, like, a pencil, that would be a thing. Right. Because it's, like, made out of stuff to make it. So anything is a thing if it's got stuff that's made it. And what makes it one thing apart from another thing? What separate? What makes it an individual thing? Because say, like, if there was a ball, yeah, and there was a person, they would be different things because one is a is a ball, and the other is a completely different thing. So, see if you can describe it differently, it's a different thing, right? So, if I have a pencil over here and a pencil over there, the fact that they're in two different places does that make them the same thing or a different thing? Same, because they're both pencils. But if one is over here and one is over there, they've got different properties, right? Well, they're in different places. Yeah. But just because they're in different places doesn't mean it's not the same thing. Why not? Sorry, I'm not expecting you to answer that. Does anybody else have a different answer for this? What do you think? A thing could be anything. But, yeah, but what is this anything? What is it? It could be a wall, a cup, a microphone... So any sort of object that you can name is a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, most of it, all of it, practically, will be atoms. So, so atoms are things, yeah? Yeah. Are they the same? Is something made out of atoms the same as the atoms or a different thing altogether? If you're, you're made out of atoms, right? Yeah. Are you the same as the atoms or are you a different thing? Well... Inside, I'm made out of atoms. Yes, okay. You, 
Yeah, mainly on that. I may have happened, yeah. So. so is there a sense where you can say there's we're two different ways of talking about you, perhaps? Well, me as a person, uh-huh. and what I mean is, like, I have legs and arms, yeah. but not, and with, when I have atoms, like, my arms are made of atoms and everything else. So, there is two different ways of saying it. Okay, good. Who is next? I think you wanted to go next. To, to I think, well, the thing is sort of, like, either one atom or atoms put together to make an object the thing doesn't have to be an object it can, it's mostly likely to be an object but an atom isn't an object it's an atom why isn't an atom an object well it's like you just can't see it and you can't feel it and you can't smell it and you can't really it's it's not an object because you can't feel it and see it. Like okay. this, um, a ball is an object and also a thing because it's a ball. Things like saying a name, uh-huh. but you don't know the real name. Okay, so uh, you can, uh, objects are only things you can see and, and touch, yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right, Charlotte. An object is something 3D, because really you can pick it up. Because atoms, they're invisible and you can't pick them up, so that just doesn't really make them a thing or an object. Okay, that's, that's what George just said, I think. What about um, you as a person? Are you a, a thing or an object? Um, yes, I'm an object. Why, why are you an object? Because... You can, well, I'm 3D. Okay, you've got a body, that's definitely true. But suppose you were a ghost. Is a ghost a thing or an object? Um, it's a thing, but it's not an object. Okay, thank you. All right, Pete wants to say something? What we'll do for a moment is we'll stop. Here. Give yourselves a minute to talk to each other, and we're going to come back to the discussion about the atoms in one moment. So just talk to each other about the atoms, and then we'll be back. Okay. This might be a good opportunity, uh, a really nice opportunity, actually, Grant, to explain a little bit about how it works, because you've done it. There's a few things I, it can help me to point out. So, for instance, it was interesting, because what you did then was that you had a series of conversations between yourself and each child. Okay. So... What happens then is that it's much more likely to dry up, as it did a couple of times at the beginning, because you keep asking questions from your perspective, which is an adult's perspective, and it can very quickly flummox them or put them under pressure, or they can lose where they're going. These kids are actually quite good anyway at doing philosophy, so they're not too, you know, they're they're actually quite good at, they're not going to freeze up too much. But there was a couple of times at the beginning where it did, and that's because your discussion is with, is between you, guys, between you and each child, whereas what we're trying to do is develop a dialectic yeah. between them. Right. So the conversation is between them, not between me. That You'll yeah. notice that when I'm doing it, that's one of the things I'm trying to do. I think that, and that yeah, keeps that it moving, good, yeah. because it's on their level, you see. Whereas you're bringing in a different level, okay. and they might easily lose... You might easily lose them. Okay. So it's interesting. I think, I think we're going to go just play a little bit of the, the next track, which I think is going to be the Galaxy song by... Uh, Monty Python, because I thought that would be a nice and appropriate thing. Whenever life gets you down, Mrs. Brown, 
and things seem hard or tough And people are stupid, obnoxious or daft And you feel that you've had quite enough Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving And revolving at 900 miles an hour That's orbiting at 90 miles a second So it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see Are moving at a million miles a day In an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour the galaxy we call the Milky Way Our galaxy itself contains a hundred billion stars It's a hundred thousand light years side to side It bulges in the middle, sixteen thousand light years thick But out by us it's just three thousand light years wide we're 30,000 light years from galactic central point We go round every 200 million years And our galaxy is only one of millions of billions In this amazing and expanding universe on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz as fast as it can go at the speed of light you know 12 million miles a minute and that's the fastest speed there is so remember when you're feeling very small and insecure how amazingly unlikely is your birth and pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space cause there's bugger all down here on earth Okay. Hello, uh, listeners. This is Grant Bartley from Philosophy Now magazine, and you're listening to Philosophy Now radio show. I have with me Pete Wally from uh, the Philosophy Foundation, and he's uh, demonstrating the um, discussion of philosophy among uh, eight, nine, and ten-year-olds. I think you are, aren't you? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, take it away, Pete. Great. So, in our discussion, the last question that we were left with was. If we took away all the atoms that make up pencil person, then what would we be left with? So, now, let's see. Is there anybody who's only spoken once today? Keep your hands up if you've only had one go. So, in which case, it's carpet, isn't it? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because atoms are made out of everything. No, everything's made out of atoms. So, that's the only reason why it can be nothing. So if there's a thousand atoms there and we take away all those atoms, you're left with nothing? Yeah, just the carpet. So does that mean that there was a thousand things there at the beginning? Or a thousand and six? Maybe, maybe not. Want to say a bit more about that? That's absolutely fine, thank you very much. Great. Hey. Um, well, um, there's a lot 
Okay. You can make objects with atoms and minicules, but um, if there were minicules in there, there would be left with minicules. So if there were atoms and molecules, yeah. then it would be left, if we took all the atoms away, we would be left with molecules. So if you were left, if you were left with nothing, if it was just atoms and you were left with nothing, then how many things would have been there in the first place? A thousand or a thousand and six? Um, like Charlotte said. I think there still would have been six. Well, if you took, well, if you put them back together in the same form. There would still be one thing. Thank you very much. And Jack, what do you think about this? Well, if you take all the atoms away, you won't be left with molecules. You'll be le left with nothing. Because atoms make up molecules. So if you were left with nothing, then what would that mean about Charlotte's point at the beginning? Would it mean, Charlotte said at the beginning, that there was, if there's a thousand atoms there, then there's a thousand and six things there. Because there's the atoms plus the arms, the legs, the head and the body. So would she have been right? Was it a thousand and six things? No. Probably not, because... Um... One arm is made out of lots of atoms, so lots. So two arms is two lots of atoms, um, and so two legs are two lots. Are another two lots of atoms. So you get what I mean. Any more to say? No. Great. Thank well, you. It nice. wouldn't be a thousand and six from Charlotte. It would just be a thousand. Because all inside there, she's saying all the pencils that got atoms inside them. But that would just be one thing, but she's adding the other ones again. So there will actually just be 1,000 atoms, not 1,006. Okay, Charlotte, what do you think about all this? Well, but, so you have, a, have lots of atoms, all the different things. So there's the atoms, and then forget about the atoms, you still have the things left. So you have to count the things as well, don't you? Oh, three, two, three, five, seven, five. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for that response. And, Heather. Well, I think, um, if you took the atoms away, um, they're in another part of the parts that they're in the part of your body. So that makes two things, because the atoms are actually in another part of Thank you very much. Is there anyone who would like to respond to Charlotte's last point? Because she kind of asked a question, really, didn't she? She said if you counted all the atoms, you'd still have to count the arms, the legs, and the body and the head. Is that right? Yeah. Wouldn't you? She said? No. So is there anybody who would like to respond directly to um, Charlotte and George? Well, if you had the atoms and you took away all the atoms, how could you still have the six things there? Because all of them would be made up of atoms, so all of them wouldn't be there. Because if you took away all the atoms, like Charlotte said, and then there would still be six things left, but there wouldn't be six things left. 
Could you take it away with him? Because everything is made out of the atoms. Well, it looks like Charlotte wants to respond. So does that mean when a man's in a factory making all these things, he goes, I've got one atom and I'll get some more and I'll shape the thing. So does the man in the factory make the things out of atoms? That's a question, Sir George. No, he just gets the materials, which are made out of atoms. No, Charlotte, you're not going to ask why, how do you make the material out of atoms? Um, because they just grow with atoms on them. So say you had a tree, it would grow and it would have atoms. No factory man would go along and make, <laughs> make the tree out of atoms. Thank you very much. And you still have something to say, so last one from Charlotte. But you said the atoms are on the thing, it grows with the atoms on them, so it doesn't like grow made out of atoms. Um, George, this is the other George this time who's got something to say and then we'll come to Luke. About the factory making it, um, when, with the, you, like if you plant the tree, you have the seed, and that seed is made out of the atoms. And so it would already be atoms, and then more at and it, and then and then it grows, and then there will be lots of atoms in the tree. And like with the wood, there's already atoms in it, because atoms are actually are the things that make up. Atoms make up of the things or objects. And also about the, um, the 1006 things, if you take away all the atoms in the things, you'll be left with nothing. Because in a thing, there's, a, there's atoms, and that's all it's made out of, atoms. I'd still like to know what your answer to Charlotte's question was when she said um, that if you counted all the atoms, and you had a thousand, you would still have to count the legs, the body, the arms, and the hair, she said. I disagree because, like, if you say you've got the arm and then there's atoms in there, you take all the atoms away, there's only atoms in the arm, in the pencil, the left arm pencil, there's only atoms in it, so you'd have nothing. You don't have the atoms and then something else with it, you only have atoms. Thank you very much. And, Luke, do you still want to have a go? Well, when Charlotte said that there's um, the tree isn't made, is has Adam, at, whatever they're called, on them, because you couldn't just ask a really strong guy to put the tree up and shake them off, because that wouldn't happen, because the tree is me actually made of, the, of atoms. Charlotte, did you agree that things were made of atoms? Well, it's made? just the reason I said about them being old was because George says grows with the atoms on them. It doesn't grow out of atoms. He used the word on instead. Thank you very much. I'm afraid, guys, we're going to have to finish off there because we're coming to the end of our, our session on the radio. But um, I'd just like to say a big thank you to you all for, for joining in today because it's been fantastic. Yeah, great, guys. Thanks. That's really interesting. I, I want to ask... Um, as we near the end of the show, I want to ask some of you uh, if you like doing philosophy and what you like about doing it. So, does anybody want to answer that question? Oh, there's everybody who seems to, seems to do it. Okay, pick, pick a. Okay, someone who's not. So, what's Heather, would you like to. Um, I like philosophy because um, I like speaking about what we think um, that's right. 
but I also like finding out what other people think about it. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we need a voice. So, uh, Luke, what do you like about philosophy? I like the thing that I like about philosophy is that um, it, philosophy is mainly all about thinking, and I and I really like thinking because I think all the time. Thank you very much. George. I like philosophy because we do, um, like we just did here, um, think questions which are hard, and also we sometimes do games at the end and stuff. Right. And also, um, with, with it like helps you understand questions and be more open-minded and think, is that is that... Because if you think about something quickly, you'll get the answer, but then it helps you to think, is that exactly the correct answer, or are there more? Last one, I think. Um, I, I like philosophy because there's never um, just one answer, and there's never a wrong answer. So let's say if I said something, and Heather said something different, um, we're both right in our own opinion. Oh, interesting, thank you. I, I just like solving their questions and putting answers down because I, I like solving your long and I like learning. You so how can we solve a problem like this if there's no wrong answers? Well, like, I just like, like um, um, working it out, um, at, trying to work it. Yeah, trying to make, trying to get the answer. And work it out? Yes, trying to work it out. So I like doing that quite a lot, actually. Thank you very much. Um, I like it when we finish this question and solve it and we have loads of different answers and I like it because it's really a fun way of thinking about stuff. I like philosophy because it makes you think really deeply and once you get really deep into the question there's even more answers. Okay. Very much, uh, Okay, thanks. Does anybody else want to say? Everybody's had a go. Um, thanks, thanks a lot. That's excellent. Um, right, Pete, um, you're gonna you're gonna be staging a, an event at um, the Philosophy Now twentieth uh, anniversary party. What are you gonna be doing there? Oh, similar sort of thing, actually. Yeah, we'll be we'll be running um, some sessions for different ages, uh -huh. I think, and um, there'll probably be more children there. Um, and we will also probably stick some games in and stuff for them to play. So, so stories. It's like bring along your children idea, is it? Absolutely, yeah. Bring okay. along your children. Any tonight. age limits or? Well, as I say, there's two groups. So right. there'll be a kind of, I think it's an under tens or something, uh -huh. possibly group, and then an, a tens and above group. Okay, and that's going to be on the 18th of December at Conway Hall, which you can find details from the Philosophy Now website, which is philosophynow.org. Now, is there any events coming up or things like that you wish the people listening to know about? Um, oh, that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm not too sure, but the, all our events are available on our website. Uh -huh, so, which is what? Which is www.thephilosophyshop.co.uk. Okay. And you're, you, you generally go to different schools and teach... <laughs> do this sort of philosophy lesson to absolutely but with any age we worked in sixth okay. form class the other day right. as well as sometimes we've worked with nursery school okay so what's well. the sort of lowest stage you've been teaching philosophy well as i say nursery what's that uh, nursery is we're talking three years old oh, okay really oh that's amazing you'll be surprised at what yeah. they can do 
Okay, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to all the children at um, All Saints uh, Primary School in Blackheath. You've been fantastic. Um, I'm Grant Botley uh, from Philosophy Now magazine, and uh, please buy my books. They're The Meta Revolution and uh, Love, Solitude and Destruction. You can get them online. Pete's book is The If Machine, and if you want to make comments or anything like that, you can go to the Philosophy Now forum, which is philosophynow.org. And... uh, That's it, really. We're going to finish with Bob Marley. Thank you for listening.